Remo Ruffini is a man of few words. The visionary entrepreneur who glamorized the puffer jacket and built Montclair into a more than one billion company believes in action. He likes to quote Thomas Edison, who said, vision without execution is just hallucination. And he shuns the spotlight. So he quietly created an international success brand from a single technical product, making it one of the best known and loved fashion brands of the moment. Montclair down puffer jacket with the recognizable logo on the shoulder is more than a technical outerwear sports garment. It is a symbol of success. The most famous fashion designers of the world collaborate with him. His advertising campaigns and extravagant events are constantly challenging the status quo. The company's success is undeniable and revenues keep growing. Known to be a generous friend and a fair manager, Mr. Ruffini seems unstoppable. A keen observer of youth and the evolving world around him, he innovates constantly whilst respecting tradition and heritage. It is my great pleasure to welcome Remo Ruffini to Show Studio Showbiz. Remo Ruffini, welcome to Show Studio. Thank you Thank very you. much Thank for you. making the time in your busy schedule. Thank you. Thank you. So, you don't really need introduction because uh, what you've done, it's, it's very famous, but I really would like to start from the very beginning. And I know that there's been some America in your life when you were in your early 20, your father had a company in the US and you went there and then what happened? So uh, the story was, let's say, quite easy. I, I was not a very good student, honestly. Oh. <laughs> We say not very academic here. <laughs> very academic. Okay. And uh, my father went there like in the 60s, late 60s. He found the company, was the name, it was Nick Nick. Was that a fashion company? Fashion, yes, yes. What was that doing? Basically, they, um, they, make, they start with the, these printed shirts. We call panel printed shirts, very pop, very 60s. It was very successful at that moment. In, uh, it was like... Um, a director also for many comedies in, in, uh, in New York. He did the hair. He did uh, many, oh. many things. Yes. So he was he was a hair dresser as well. Yes. He did your hair meaning the hair, the comedy. The, oh, oh, hair, the comedy, yeah, the yeah. on Broadway. Broadway. Amazing. Yes, and it was his line was uh, really pop and you know super super print only print. Okay. And. Uh, when I stopped... Yeah, very hippie, very very, hair. Very, yeah. very 60, very yeah. 60, yeah, 70. Yeah, uh, And then after in 1980s, I stopped, uh, was finished the school, I don't want to go to university. I say, okay, let's come here and uh, let's try to do something. No chance. <laughs> I went there, you know, I remember his uh, first day in the office, you know, it's not, it's not my job. I stayed there like three weeks. You didn't like the office or you didn't like to have I your mean, dad the, as your I boss? I mean, the people, I was, I was born in Grandate, it's a very small town close to Como, and fl fly to New York, you know, was not good. I don't know. I, stay, I say I don't want to stay here. I, I start traveling around the United States. And alone? Alone. And then I back to Milan, to Como. But it's quite funny because, especially at that time, many young people's dream is was the US. Yeah, it was exactly the dream. And you had all the possibility of a successful father there and then... 
you no, said, I was, can't do this. It was really my dream. I think I was there for many times because my father, you know, was, uh, was moving there and, uh, 10 years before. And I, went from, I was in love of the United States. I was in love of New York. I was in love of especially the East Coast. I really liked all the New England. Yeah. In New England, I started from Maine, going to Massachusetts, Rhode Island, uh, the Kennedy lifestyle. I was yeah. really preppy. It's very chic. It's very yeah, preppy. Very like preppy at that Martha's Vineyards and Nantucket. Nantucket. Yeah. Nantucket was one of my best places. Yeah, <laughs> one of my best places. And I really was in love. Then it was totally different when I started working there. You know, it was uh, totally another mood. And I started traveling, traveling, traveling to see what's, what's going on. And uh, for me, United States was New York, Los Angeles, Miami. The cities. Yes, the big cities. But uh, then I took a car, I went from New York up to Canada, and I realized that uh, East Coast is uh, amazing. It's my dream, it was uh, so elegant uh, when I stopped to Martha's Vineyard, to Nantucket. Nantucket, actually, two weeks alone, it was incredible. It's beautiful. And then after these three months around the United States, I'm back home and I found my first company was... Called New England. England. <laughs> exactly. And so what was New England? What New was England was my dream because uh, the dream before I left for the United States was uh, McDonald's, Coca-Cola. Oh, then, really? Yes, but then I realized that I like the preppy style that was something at the beginning, you know, in Italy, nobody talk about preppy, you know. So I remember Brooks Prada, the exactly. store in Boston, you know, bottom-down shirts, chino pants. Uh, I say it's amazing. It's I, amazing how chic they were. Yeah, incredible. Uh, Iena Sport, the Kennedy House there, you know, I think it was very, I say, but it's quite boring, you know. I, I would love to do something. I, would, uh, I call the company New England. And I tried to twist, you know, really twist this, uh, this classic, basic, boring dress. And I started making chinos with embroidery, shirts, bottom-down shirts, washed with, uh, you know, paint in the back. Did you design them yourself? Yes. So I mean, I was alone. First, <laughs> when I started the company... So when you say, <laughs> yeah, I started making, like, you decided what and you found the produce... How did you... Happy Basically, alone. I found a company, you know, it was like June, uh, like 82, or July, and I came back home. Como, I, I, I born in Como, I live in Como, I grew up in Como. Como is really a super creative city, you know, in terms of uh, textile, Fab yeah, in terms of fabrics, in terms of silk, in terms of painting, uh, you know, designers. Uh, and I have a lot of friends in this, uh, this world, and I start, uh, start thinking, okay, New England, I cannot make something basic, I don't want to make something boring. And I talk with some guys around, you know, I need you know, to paint something, to make a twist on the, on the basic clothing. And uh, I have friends, they helped me to develop the collection, I make my first collection. I took quite a long because I didn't have company, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and I present, my first collection was, I think, June, 1983 at Pitti. Oh wow! In Florence. So you started yes. officially yes, in exactly. the right place, exactly. and did it sell? Not really <laughs> successful, honestly. Uh, first season was uh, <clears throat> I make few accounts, but the collection was quite strong. Uh, the people say, I mean, it's not men. Men is look a little bit more female than men. It was a lot of painting. Print. So it was probably a little bit ahead of time, right? Maybe it was too early. It would work now. <laughs> <laughs> but after a couple of seasons, two, three seasons, 
starts, I don't know why, I start working on Yandai, Jacquard's, uh, you know, really, really, everything comes from that world, the New England world, but very, very creative. And from one scene to the other, the business starts growing very fast. Oh, wow. And, uh, so then, then you started hiring people, or you? Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> How long did that last? I basically sold the company in uh, 2000. Does it still exist? No, I sold the company to an entrepreneur in Italy, and uh, I don't know why, because the company was really successful. And after two, three years, he wanted to take the company much lower in terms of pricing, in terms of quality. They, in they, of, they ruined it. You know, and was that sad to see for you? Yeah, it was quite sad, but you know, it was uh, you know, you it was it. it was like my kids, you know. Uh, yeah, but you sold it, so yeah, then you have it. to let go, right? Exactly, exactly. Okay, so that was probably a good school because you had an idea, you saw that you could create and be an entrepreneur at the same time. Lucky you, very rare. And then, and then you went to France and saw a little company called. What was it called? Montclair. No, it wasn't called, was it called Montclair? Mon no, yes, at that time, yes. The at the beginning, it was Monastier de Clermont. Monastier de Clermont. Because the company was founded from three, these three guys in 1952 in Monastier de Clermont. This exactly. is a small city. Montclair. Exactly. And it's the build, the build up a name, Montclair. And uh, the company was uh, super charming for me since ever because when I was like 14, 15 years old, as I said before, I, uh, my house was like seven kilometers from Como. And every morning I, take, I took my car, my, sorry, my motorcycle to go to school. It was very cold, much more cold than today. And I always have the dream to have a Montclair jacket, you know, because... Was so Montclair was known for the, 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 the warm puffer jacket? Very, very known. Was okay. very successful in the 70s, mid-70s, mid late 70s. Was super successful in, in, New, in Europe. I mean, let's say Milano, in Paris, uh, in Tokyo. My, in, in Milano was really where they start to build up the business because we have this community that we call Paninari. And, know, uh, you know, we come more or less from the same place. I know the Paninari. And uh, Paninari was really Montclair. I mean, Ray-Ban, Montclair jacket, and Fiorucci Genius, jeans. Fiorucci and Timberland was really the, yeah, the look. The look. Italian always tend to have this uniform by yeah. tribes. Yeah, it was really and a I uniform. I remember the, the Paninari in Piazza San Babila in Milan. Exactly. They were dressed like that. Yeah. I was not a Paninaro because I, uh, but I, I love, uh, I love uh, the, look. the look. I love the jacket. I used this bright blue Montclair for like three, four years every day. So you bought one in Italy, but then, but then, what I haven't found out is how did you? get there and now did you decide to i want to buy this i want to make it into something you know uh, how, did the, you work for them for a while no 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 i say, i always said you know um basically uh when when was the possibility i sold my company as i say in 2000 yeah. and then i say what I, what can I do now? I'm looking for a company. I'm looking for something. I don't want to found another another brand because I think I want uh, I want something much more consistent with the history. And after you wanted heritage. The heritage, yes, because uh, New England was uh, start from scratch, and uh, I I think I want to build up 
in New England, a strong heritage, you know, the, the area. But I think Montclair, when they proposed me, I said, I love, I was, uh, I mean, it was my jacket when I was kids. Uh, I really mm. love the brand. Then I started talking with them for one year, two years. After after those, after that time. Sorry, and them was like still the people that founded it. It was like a family. No, 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 no. Uh, the company was very successful in the 70s. The French people, they owned the company. Mm-hmm. In the 80s, they had problem. In mm. the mid-80s, they sold to an Italian entrepreneur. Mi- oh, okay. mid, mid-80s. Then this entrepreneur sold to another Italian entrepreneur. So it was in Italy at the yes, time. Yes, after in the last 20 years, 15 years. I bought the company, and the company was basically a sport goods brand. You know, they sell to the sport goods store for skiing, for hiking. I started I start working on that, you know. And since the beginning, I say, I, I work on quality. For me, quality was very important because I want to really. My dream was to say I want to make the best down jacket in the world. It was quite heavy at the time, right? Very heavy, uh, very not waterproof, let's say. And it's a bit weird for a jacket. <laughs> and I started working very hard on quality to have uh, again the best down jacket. And as, at the beginning, it was really, really my dream is uh, was very concentrated on product. Mm. Then, after a couple of years, one year, I understood that this market was quite tricky. You know, they won't make discount. You know, the sport goods is always in discount. If this, if the weather is not very cold, they discount everything. Mm. Uh, it was like a ski, you know, the, the ski attitude. And uh, I say I have to move in another, uh, in another world because I don't, have any, I don't feel possibility to make uh, good margin, good marketing, good ideas in this world. And I start working, I say, that, you know, I start working to move into what is today, basically. You know? I try to go in the best specialty stores, uh, not the sports one, or more, the, more the luxury one or the fashion one. I started start working with designer because since uh, the time I, I'm, I was very keen to work on product. I, I remember in 2000, I think it was 2005, I think the best designer for make the new Montclair was Junior Watanabe, was a part of uh, Comme des Garçons group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I called I call the company, say, sorry, but uh, Junior is not speaking English. <laughs> Then they called me back after two, three days, uh, and uh, I explained my, my ideas. Uh, and the guy was, was the president of Comte de Garçon, he's still the president of Comte de Garçon, Adrian. Adrian. He told me, let me talk with Junior, and uh, back to you. So, so sorry, I, Adrian knew you at the time, because when was that, 2000 and? 2005-2006. So Montclair was not yet what no, it is at all, today. At all. So it was pretty great from them to say because Junior was quite famous. Yes, I very, mean, fam- was a very big famous. Fashion. Very famous. But before that, because I'm incredibly interested in your, you know, flair for collaborations, can we say that you actually made the puffer jacket like an urban garment? I mean, it was a skiing thing, exactly. and now, I mean. Uniqlo yes. built their success on copying your jacket, didn't they? Can we say that? Yes, since the beginning I said... Thanks to Juna, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Since the beginning I said I have to move from the sports and go to, 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 the na- city. to another world. 
And uh, soon I realized that uh, I have to make different product, much more light, much more resistant, much more, you know, much more for using the city every day. Yeah. And uh, I started working, you know, in this year, you know, 2004, 2006, a lot in product. And uh, again, uh, Junior, when we start, uh, when the we, collaboration. we start a collaboration, and uh, he, he, he love. At that time, he really Adrian was okay. I don't know. Okay, let me talk. Uh, mm. And he and called me after today. He said, "I mean, uh, you cannot he wants imagine." wants to do it. Junior is is in love of Montclair. Love the brand. Is, is, Did he know the brand? Yeah, very well, very well. Because I think in his research, I don't know. But did you know that, or you just chose him no, because you know. thought he was know. a good designer? I called him because I think it was a kind of you know urban, but with a mountain attitude. Uh, you know, I think Junior was amazing yeah, for me perfect. at that moment. Yeah. It was incredible, and I started working with him. And this was a, honestly a turning point. Yeah, a turning point. Because, was it? Yes, because uh, I had a lot of credibility, you know, with the wholesalers, you know, with the multi-brand stores. So his name added to the brand? I think so, I think so. That was yeah. the first genius idea. <laughs> exactly. And the idea was really, I talked with the people, the wholesalers have this collection, it was three pieces actually, three piece collection made by Black. us. Was it black? No, no, at the no. At the beginning, it was big color. You know, they have uh, English wool outside. You know, really from oh, yes. f and inside was yellow, orange. The inside was the original color of Montclair from the 70s, the 80s. But outside, they use very w fantastic wool, Shetland. You know, flannel. Mm. This this contrast, I think, was very charming. And then talking with the wholesaler, I say it was much more easy, you know, because I called the guys, I say, I have this jacket, you know, it's Montclair. So you were doing everything yourself yeah, still. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite amazing. Yeah, mm -hmm. At the time, I think I have like... Five employees. Yes, <laughs> few people in the company. And uh, I have this, I did this idea, Junior designed the jacket, we have the product, we have the production, we, I think the mix together is something super strong. And since this day, we start selling basically to all the best uh, wholesalers around the world, uh, starting from Barneys, you know, Maxfield, and everyone. And do they buy, they didn't buy only the collaboration, they started buying, and the brand was making jacket only, was making only like jacket. technical products only, only at jacket. the time. The good things was exactly what you mentioned, you know, we sell maybe two pieces of, uh, two jackets from Junior, we sell maybe another five jacket, five style from our main collection, or from the heritage, for their, our archive, means the mix together was, you see, when you go into the store, you see, you see the Junior Shetland jacket and then mix with our lucky fabric, super shining, super powerful, super strong. It was uh, soon very successful. The sell-through was incredible since the first season, everybody loved and then I start from there, basically. So in that, at that time, who was designing the super lacquer jacket that were not the collaboration? You? Yes, your ideas? I have a small team. I really, at the beginning, when I bought the company, I really cared to understand, understand the archive, work in the archive, do the archive as better as I can, you know, good, good quality, good weight, uh, lightweight. Uh, and I really work on the archive at the beginning. The archive of original Montclair? Of original Montclair from Montclair. Where, I mean, did they exist? Were they kept? Yeah, Were they in France? It was in France. The company at the moment was in Grenoble. Oh, yes. And uh, I went there, you know, see all the archive was like not huge, but you know, archive from 50 years, you know, starting the yeah. first 
jacket from the 50s, the 60s, and starting really from the icon jacket, you know, icon jacket, but the icon was huge, very heavy, you know, in cotton, uh, not waterproof not, or whatever. Yeah, not wearable. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I'll try to work on everything, you know, on quality, on designing, on uh, keep the details, but try to make more modern. And they, at the beginning, basically, the collection was uh, the archive collection. It means the archive made on 2005, to see with better quality, better, better and everything. And I start from there. Very simple, very easy, you know, few, few pieces, only good stores. I uh, was really... So did you select? Were you selective? Yeah, very, because people started asking for it, I guess. Yes, at the beginning, no. You know, I'm starting, I, I select the best. So I, try, I try to do, again, uh, Junior helped me a lot to go to talk with the good, uh, the good uh, stores. And after a couple of seasons, I was, uh, I, I realized that we have a possibility to make a strong brand. And uh, if you have quite a good strategy, to have good vision, and I start working on marketing, you know, because... So, here we have two big inventions that came way before everybody else. The puffer jacket as an urban dressing, fashionable thing, and collaboration, which now is, like, everybody has been doing it. We'll go to Genius <laughs> a little bit later. But, um, so, you... That's, for me, a vision. You saw the possibility of working with some big names early on without cannibalizing your brand, but adding to it, right? Yes, they, they, I, I need help. It's totally different than collaboration That's quite we have today. approach. People don't yeah. think like that usually. I need help. I need someone to help me to go in this world because they, that my idea was really move from the sports to mm. the luxury. Eh? I need help to do some new design. I don't want to take a designer like, uh, you know, in-house designer, whatever it is. I say I want to talk with, you know, different people. I always like the mix of culture. And uh, I start with Junior, then... Uh, did you have a special attraction to Japan, or did you like the Japanese always, designer? Yes, always. So did you... Uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Did you like fashion? I mean, did you study fashion? Did you, because Junior is not Gucci that everybody knew in Italy. I mean, what was your approach to fashion? My, again, and what it is again now? my family was... Uh, my mom and my in, dad was in fashion since ever, and uh, I grew up uh, in the fashion in the fashion world, and uh, Como is really a fashion yeah. fabric city. Yeah. I mean, my life was all based on this. Uh, on this, and um, I was when I start, you know, is uh, was New England, and then Montclair for me. After you know, after 20 years in New England, I, I knew the job. You know, is uh, it was good for me because yeah. I started working from production, from marketing, from. Uh, Financial. I, I basically, it was my job every day. I Means uh, I know to run uh, a, a company, a, a company, a fashion. Yeah, we've company. seen that. <laughs> and so, and so, after Junior, um, you say, okay, collaboration works. I need help. Wholesalers started listening to you. Did Did you start opening stores there? Not yet, right? Not yet. At the beginning, I said, you know, because Junior was very concentrated on men. And uh, then I asked uh, Nicolas Gesquier at the time, you know, to help me for ladies. And, uh, and Nicolas, he was still at Gautier, he was already... No, it was, uh, was a Balenciaga. It was already at Balenciaga. beginning of Balenciaga. And was he allowed? I mean, he was in a I big asked, group. I uh, asked the guys, the CEO, again. Okay. <laughs> he said, I want to do this thing, what do you think? I say after, yeah, yeah, we're very good, we'll do something together. Was that Isabel, the CEO, not yet? Not yet, it was uh, uh, Axel. Axel, Axel, yes. Axel, yes. Axel. Yes. <laughs> 
Was he old general manager? He was, he was the, I think he was the CFO, Axel. It was or the guys. The, yeah. yeah. Was the guys anyway. I talk with him uh, every day. And here we are in now 2004, five. Six maybe. Six, yeah. Six. That's why I say 2005 start work on marketing, on distribution, on uh, design, and all. And honestly, the company was very small at the time, but very very successful in terms of uh, brand perception, in terms of sell through. The sell -through. That little logo mm -hmm. on the shoulder became. Super, a symbol. Yes, and the sell through was incredible. We delivered in September, and after 10, 15 days, was everything sold out. And yet, I'm, I'm going to interrupt the flow here, but it's rather expensive. I mean, yesterday I told someone not in the industry that I was going to interview you today, and the first thing she said, how can they be so successful with such an expensive jacket? Because all the people in the high street that copy it, they sell it for nothing. And I know the difference, but how did you manage to sell so quickly something that it's so luxurious in terms of price? In terms of price is luxury, but I think also in terms of quality. Quality, you know, yeah. I think a product that lasts for years, you know. That's my, my dream was since the beginning, say, if you're going to buy a Montclair jacket, you can, you can, wear, for, <coughs> you can wear for all your life. And the wholesaler never galloped? And the price? The city is difficult to, to run the business with them, you know, because they always want to make big margin. Uh, big margin. And uh, they won't sell, uh, they won't sold. If you don't sell, they won't make on sales. Uh, and did, you, did you allow sales? Normally. I've never seen a Montclair in no, sale. No, we not make any sales in our stores, uh, but you know, with all sailors, I, I, real, I soon realized that the key was not to give enough product. You know, this is only, give, if they ask me 100 jackets. Oh, scarcity. I, scarcity. Oh. Yeah, scarcity is my word. Smart. And uh, just, just to control, you know, them, because otherwise you cannot control. One is in LA, the other one is in New York. Yeah. They, and one, they will give the they, price they can do they what want. they want, you know. Yeah. Well, scarcity is a, is a good word, but I, obviously you didn't build a company that it's, above one billion in turnover on scarcity, did you? Honestly, yes. Greece, yes? yes. That's a good lesson. Was, what my, my, I never care about top line. I never care about you know, growing. I always care to build up a strong brand. Yeah, I think if you want to build up a strong brand, you don't make, make sales. Uh, you, have, you need really a strong strategy on scarcity. In distribution, in quantities, in everything. Otherwise, you know, the the brand perception loses desirability. Yeah, desirability. Yeah. And again, then I start working, finish you know, the first experience on this. I went to the retail experience mm -hmm. that uh, I didn't have any experience on that, you know, even if I was... Because old, uh, New England never had a store. Never had a store. Mm -hmm. It was basically an wholesale company. And in 2008, I decided to move from wholesale in case it was not easy to manage them. I went, uh, I started my retail, uh, my retail business. Where, where was the first store? First, first city stores was in Paris, in uh, Faubourg Saint-Honoré. That was the first one? Yes. Not in Italy? Not in Italy, because they, I, I thought the company is French, I have to respect mm. uh, the brand, I have to respect the DNA, I have to respect the roots. And uh, I say it was a big step, because at that time, also today, even today, but you know, Faubourg Saint-Honoré was the one of the most luxury streets in the world. The Montclair was not recognized by a super luxury product, you know. 
with a sports jacket at the beginning. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then it was quite, again, another turning point. You know, we open stores, uh, uh, we have like a um, few styles because I think we have 20 styles uh, and uh, the store was very small. Still only the puffer jacket? No, only, the, only puffer jacket. Not the ski pants or the... At the beginning, not. Then so you open a store with one, with several declinations of one product? One, one jacket, That's yes. amazing. Yes. And That's uh, incredible. The, the store, I remember, was very small. I put my collection, it was quite confused. I said, no, 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 it doesn't work. I, and then I take, <laughs> I take only the black jacket <laughs> and I put seven, the seven style, eight style in black and repeat the same style all around the stores. But the store was really like 80 square meters. And this is the time where there were probably no fashion brands that were specialists anymore. I remember talking to someone and saying, only Rolex does only one product, but yeah. everybody else has gone into tons and tons of different, of different licensing and stuff. And you open a store in Faubourg Saint-Honoré or Rue Saint-Honoré with Saint one black jacket. Yes. And how exactly. did it go? It was another turning point because we start, <coughs> after we open, I think, I think on Tuesday and Wednesday, from the first Saturday, we have queue outside for like three, four months. You're kidding me, I realized that... Can you, can you touch my <laughs> arm? <laughs> and I realized that we can do something in the retail. At the beginning, it was very, very complicated because you need a very strong culture. You know, is uh, I always say I don't want to make a license, I don't want to make franchising, I don't want to make these kind of things. I want to control my business 100% direct. Means open a store in Paris. I mean, anyways, one hour flying from Milano, but then we start open a store, uh, whatever, in China, in Far, Hong Kong. Yeah. And it was a big challenge because, uh, again, you need a strong culture in retail. To, because to manage uh, one, 10, 100, 200 store around the world uh, is a totally different. So, how did you build that culture? First of all, uh, the company is based on, in Venice. At that point, was 100% based in Venice. I have a small office in Milano for, for only for uh, press, PR, and You so had, on. or you still? No, I had, I, okay. in, I talk about 2008, yeah. 2009. And I found my retail division in Milano, and uh, starting with a couple of guys, you know, to build, you know, a totally different, because I thought, you know, to, to make, um, to make the retail in a company like uh, Moncler, what uh, all sales in 70 years uh, was almost impossible because the culture, the, the vision, the idea was totally different. Mm. I, I, built, I built the retail in Milano and I start uh, with uh, honestly two guys and uh, they're still there. <laughs> they're st they are still in the company. And uh, I try to make something different, you know, understand more the customer, the client, in the, the people in the street, uh, what they want. Uh, Totally different, totally different business because the beginning was only to sell to the wholesalers and the, the business was... Yeah, and then it's their business, it's their problem, yeah. And I started working on that and in 2008 we opened the first stores and the success I told you was we have queue outside and... There's st still some queues outside sometimes now. Now the stores are bigger, you know, but when it's cold yeah. <laughs> we make some time queue. And, uh, There's even a story in my hometown in Lugano, which is very yeah, beautiful. But the story is very tiny. Yeah, but it's a cute one. <laughs> very it's tiny. In the, it's very well very located. Tiny. Yeah. Yes. And this was another, basically, two companies. One in Padova is more, more care about production. You know? And one in Milano was more commercial retail. So, where, so where do you produce? In Italy, everything? No, no, no. We have... Uh, 
honestly, to produce our kind of product in Italy is not is not very easy because since we didn't start to have quantity, there is not enough there's quantity. No, yeah. After we move more or less, we try to stay six, seven, eight hours from our company. We we find in Romania a very good a very good uh, let's capacity. Say, capacity, very good. Uh, and in the last uh, three years ago, we decided to open. Uh, four years ago, we decided to open a company. Uh, now we have over a thousand people. They work on. Uh, so you produce. Yourself, I mean, it's your uh, own company. Part, part of uh, production is uh, direct by this company we have in Romania, and uh, because a thousand it, people there. Yes, thousand people. It's very important for us to, you know, to build culture, quality, to have really something in the end. You know, is uh, it was another very important thing. I think we just start, but um, I think the future is based on. Uh, i really want to make the best, the best, the best, the best in yeah, terms of quality, in terms of, you know. Let, let me go a little bit to, you mentioned once or twice the marketing, because you're known for doing things differently, even there. So apart from the collaboration, and we'll get into that. Also, you always shun from the typical fashion show. You presented your collection with extravaganzas mm. all over the world. So you work with artists. Can you... Tell us a little bit about your vision for marketing and how did it happen? It was based at the beginning on one very important thing. I think uniqueness is, uh, is everything and I really love to be unique. And um, at the beginning I didn't have much money to spend in marketing, you know. Of course. Uh, I say I have to make something unique because I don't have too much money to for the media spending, whatever. So it was like a, sol a clever solution more than a vision. Exactly. I remember the first time I called uh, Bruce Weber and uh, we did this campaign and I say I don't want to show product because... Unforgettable uh, campaign, yeah, so must I say. Don't wanna make, uh, <laughs> I don't want to make models, I don't want to make uh, anything on this. Uh, uh, Bruce came with a very strong idea, okay, we can use dog. You make a puffy jacket for dog and we can, we can, <laughs> we can shoot dog. I think this was the beginning of our relation because we last like five, we worked, worked together five years. And I think the first campaign with dog was amazing, you know? Yeah, then, unforgettable. Yes, and then he shoot himself on the bed with the cameras, you I know? I remember, yeah. And I think it was... But that's, you know, you're saying, you're very humble again, you're saying that was more because I didn't have the possibility, so... But then... It takes some guts to do things that are so different, you know, that this industry, and I'm sure you're, you, you, you agree with me, that it's a little bit of an industry of followers. If someone does something, then everybody said, oh, we can do that. And you come out with Bruce Weber shooting himself with a dog on the bed, with a puffer jacket for a dog. So did you learn that from someone or it's your instinct to no, just go against the flow? Again, I want to be unique. I yeah. say I want to be unique. I don't want to follow the, the trend. I don't, I, don't wanna, I don't like much the fashion. Honestly, I say we have to build up something consistent. Uniqueness is uh, very important. I start, I start working on, on this since the day one. And then, you know, again, I think I need an artist to do this print. I have, I have to make a fashion mm. show in New York. I don't want to make a catwalk show. I have to do Can you tell us a little bit of what you did in New York that was quite yeah. extraordinary as well? In 2009, we launched this, the Real Ski Wear collection, mm -hmm. you know, back, back to the roots. And um, we, I say I want to launch in a different way. I want to make something stronger. And uh, I want to be real Montclair. And uh, where we go, we go to New York because it's a very cold city, you know, mm -hmm. especially in February when it's the fashion show because for sure we have to be, stay in the fashion yeah. week. Otherwise, you need the people we, around we, you, yeah. Exactly, otherwise I don't have the audience. 
And then uh, I meet, I remember I meet Etienne Rousseau, he's the guy, he take care about the choreographer, he take care about uh, different show, but you know, yeah. I say I want something strong, I want something, uh, I say, I send, I give him pictures on this idea, I love really the central station in, uh, Grand Central, in, yeah. Grand Central in New time. York, we make, uh, I, th I feel really involved the people that travel in the station. I mean, mm -hmm. it was an amazing, amazing, amazing show. And I think this was uh, the beginning of the digital world. And uh, I, I, I soon realized that uh, was the key, you know, to have uh, people that want to make pictures. Uh, Instagram was not there yet, but, you know. They, yeah, they, they but said, you were even before Instagram. Yeah, much, again, much before. <laughs> but the people that want to shoot, they want to send the picture to their friends. Um, was very interactive, you know, I think was, uh, honestly, was, uh, he helped me a lot to understand what's going on. And then after five, three, four years, Instagram came, uh, Facebook, whatever, you know, and I think, I think was, uh, was uh, again another very important, yes, another very important moment for my, for the vision. Of and I, I, I'm very interested in this because you've always done things differently and you still do now more than ever. But so what do you think, just a few words, what do you think about the fact that fashion is still doing the same thing and the season and now, and now the competition is who spends more for building museums into museums and yeah. I mean, the, I'm, I'm really interested in knowing honestly, honestly I feel, what you think about it. Honestly, I feel maybe there is was a, is a good strat strategy for the classic fashion house, but not for us. You know? mm. I always said we have to find something different, we have to do something more interesting. But yet you do fashion now, you have other things than puffer jackets. Yes, but on my, on my, terms. On my terms, you know, I try to, uh, again, one year ago, we decided to move, uh, you know, from seasonal business that uh, for me was quite boring, you know, I think uh, after the New York show, you know, picture and then mm. and social network. And I changed my business. I turned my, my seasonal business into monthly Drops. business. Not only product. I think uh, every month we need content. We need... Uh, Honestly, I need to build up a community around us, you know, because alone we cannot do much in the today, in the today days, you know. And so Genius was born. First of all, the name, it's pretty genius. Yes, the I genius. remember before <laughs> really understanding what it was when we started seeing it and hearing about that and this like hashtag genius. I'm like, that's really clever. But genius, the name also has an origin, right? It's not only a genius idea for Instagram. No, no, it's not. Buried no, somewhere no. that. No, no, the genius is was very easy. I was uh, was brainstorming with my team, team in the office, and I say I want to move from the fashion show seasonal and bore. We have to find the new. I mean, I have two incredible designers because at that moment I have Tom Brown and Giambattista Valli. Mm. I think I respect a lot. I think they helped me a lot in the last six, seven years. That was the couture, that was the, the couture of Yeah, they were called right? Gam Rouge and Gam Bleu. Gam, it was yeah. more the, the line, you know, more, uh, more, quali with more quality, with more designing and so on. And I say I have to move uh, from another concert. I want to be more daily, more monthly. Mm -hmm. And then we have to find guys, young guys with talent that can help us to build up the the concept and uh, after three months of talking, uh, I, I we call this project, they say, we're looking for this, we're looking for genius, so we, let's call genius there. Fantastic, <laughs> that's really clever. And then, 
And then, so you just mentioned, I was brainstorming with my team, and that will, I will ask you about your management style. So, but, you know, like Richard Queen, Simone Rochard, uh, Craig Green, I mean, Pier Paolo Piccioli, but I mean, all your collaborators now are not, again, the mainstream of fashion. They're the geniuses, I think, very well chosen, but how, do they come to your head or it's your team? How does that work? I mean, you pick the best. All the so. time. No, I, <clears throat> and I they was, all say yes, by the way, which is great. Our strategy is based on all generations, since ever. You know, I will listen. My, the strong energy came when I see the grandmom in the stores buy a jacket and the nephew. And the daughter or yes, the, the nephew with, the, with yeah. the skateboard buy the jacket as well. I think all generation is strong energy from us, from, from the company. And uh, since, since we decided to change the business, I really looking for some people that help me to talk again with all generation. Means I talk with Pierpaolo, because I think for, you know, this Pierpaolo kind of... Pierpaolo Valentino, yes. Yes, this kind of uh, uh, couture look is the number one in the world. This puffer couture is yeah, just amazing. Amazing. <laughs> that photograph yeah. is just incredible. And I'm looking for guys in the more streetwear for men, but I want to, what they call streetwear today, but some street more sophisticated. And so say, it's you saying Craig Green or someone in your team say Craig Green? I say Craig Green. Yeah, because this is my job, honestly, not because I have a very strong team. Uh, it's your job, but now you have a big company, and I mean, uh, yeah. I have a very good team, yeah. and um, it's, it's brainstorming, but I travel a lot. I'm really curious about new design, new ideas, mm. new... Uh, and I, I really, we put the list, uh, the list, the good thing, we put the list on, on paper, you know, I say we have to be eight months, eight delivery, eight people, eight designer, and we start calling them, you know. And, uh, Do you have people that refuse or it one, doesn't happen? Oh, really? One, one. Of course we can't know who, right? I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I know, of course. I try. That's my job to try. And what about why, why did Noir give up? The one you say no? No, you had Noir on the first season. No, no, don't give up. Noir, again, I call Adrian. Yeah, after, exactly. Uh, after I, say, I say, Adrian, I love, uh, I love Noir. I say, let's go. It was one, one, one week before the fashion show in Paris. Let's come in Paris. I went to his, his office. I say, okay, uh, if, if he has agreed, I would love to do something. I explain the Genius Project and so on. Mm -hmm. Let's make one year, I think, you know, because I think he's strong. If you okay. Make, this is what so they, that was the deal. Adrian said, you know, I, I respect. Uh, and then this year, uh, Richard Queen came in. Richard Queen and, and then, uh, Matthew Williams. Matthew Williams, that is uh, very, very strong. Yeah, very it, good collection. Yes, very strong in terms of uh, new way to 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 make jacket for kids. I think new, really new way, and I think uh, I have a very good. Uh, and how? I mean, how do they go? I'm sure. You, they, they sell well, etc. But are they as successful as your youth, like sold out in the first 24 hours, or all of them? Or is there something that they didn't work, or I don't get along well? Honestly, it's, Give me a little bit uh, it's depend that we don't on it's depend on the audience, you know. And uh, honestly, we expect that. If we talk about, you know, Hiroshi Fujiara mm. fragment in Japan, they used to make drops, uh, you know, they make yes. used to make you was sold very easy. Like especially this. there. Yes, especially there, but also I was quite surprised also in Europe, it's quite known. I thought it was nobody knows Hiroshi in Europe, also in Europe was quite known. 
for sure, if you talk about the ladies' collection, the totally different audience is a collection for the ladies. For sure, ladies not make a queue outside the store to buy a jacket <laughs> from. But, but in general, if you uh, keep them out, yeah, I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> in general, so all, Simone and, and Pierpaolo were more difficult. Not difficult, more normal. You know, it's, anyway, we sold what we expect in the in the 30th day of the okay. of the delivery. So means, you were in budget. Uh, means, means it was very. If you think the audience is totally different, when you talk about kids, kids are used to again used to say the drop, the delivery, and so go there. When you talk about with ladies or with girls, I think ladies and men is different for this kind of. What project. about the, the 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 puffer gowns by Pierpaolo Piccioli from Montclair? I mean, they like more of an Instagram thing, or they actually commercial or commercializable. Okay, the one, the one uh, you saw, the picture you, you saw, in, uh, everybody saw in the, in the in Instagram is uh, not easy product. <laughs> it's very, it's very successful in terms of communication. It's a piece of art. And uh, we're going to sell, we're going to sell in our stores. And uh, what I was really surprised, we're supposed to sell only in our stores, but we have requests for also from all sailors. And um, they want to put it in their windows, probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. exactly. You know, I think Barney's want Max, Max and? and we sold them a okay. few pieces. I don't want to, you know, because no. they are huge anyway. We sell a few pieces, but I think it will be. And then also we have other jacket from Pierre Paolo collection. It's not only this. Uh, Yes. Dress, I think to mix with a more, let's say, commercial jacket, I think it will be, I think, in the store very strong. So the fact that he's so successful at the time because he's, he's done the best couture shows, I mean, he's the only one who gets people crying and mm-hmm. giving him standing show, over yeah. amazing shows. Mm-hmm. Does, does that help or it's still the strength of the name Montclair? Or both, maybe, together? I think, uh, honestly, the Genius Project was was, was uh, very well received from the, for sure, from the industries. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, with the time is uh, also the customer they appreciate. You know, at the beginning it was maybe quite strange. You know, they don't, they really don't understand what's going on. But I think with the time, with the time, I think is, uh, I think is a strong project. I think it's not easy to manage because if you think normally the company delivers every six months, we have to mm. deliver product every continuously every month. Also you have to go the, to Romania and exactly. yell at everybody to be on time. Also the supply chain, mm. uh, the culture inside the company, we change almost everything. But uh, for us, it's a long-term project. It's a different way to talk with the customer. So it's going to continue? Yes, I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. uh, With the same designer, or you will add and change? I always say the the Genius Building, because it's a building, the logo, the Genius Building, uh, the door of Genius is open. It's open. open. Uh, We try to keep, because I think we make quite a good choice. And uh, maybe we change one every season, let's say. Maybe... Some designers they don't want, they don't want to continue like yeah. ten years, you know, because they have their own company, they have uh, their own. Uh, but I feel the let's see what's going on. And and it's it's um, I can't leave you without asking about your management style. I'm sure there are people that have been in the company for a long time, which mm-hmm. always is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not very well known because you don't you don't want the spotlight that much but uh, so we're very proud to have you here um, but you're quite well known I did my little bit of my vetting around you and people love you I mean you've got your loyal friends your loyal 
boss. So how would you describe your management style now that the company is so big? And do you still try to be in touch with everybody? Do you treat your people well? I guess well, so. Yeah, that. sure. I hope to. <laughs> so what, no, I think... Uh, yeah, I mean, this is an industry where we know that people smile in front of a camera and then we hear things. So yeah, in this point, tell yeah, us a I little bit understand. about what you think. And <laughs> no, I mean, the company is, I think, is very well organized. Uh, basically, we manage the company. We are three people. We, uh, you know, I have uh, one one guy who care about uh, more marketing and commercial and retail. Another person is more is more involved in run the company in uh, terms of supply chain, financial, mm. IT, HR. Like CEO. As one C, when we call one chief corporate officer, one mm. chief operating officer. So this is your. It's my direct report. The, yeah. My direct report. I, mo I care more about you know strategy, product. Uh, everything is related with the customer in terms of look, in terms of quality, in terms of. Uh, I think we have a very, very very strong team. I'm a different CEO than the other from the industries. So I make my own job. The, the other, the, the other, my two report. They make their own job. And then we have a meeting every. Every week, uh, three, four, five hours, depending on the day, and we make every decision in this room, and then everybody starts working. Uh, and then you let them go, you like you. Yes. But do you, you talked about brainstorming once or twice, but you seem to me someone full of, you like a volcano of ideas, but do you listen to your people as well? Do you? Yes, I have, uh, again, I have uh, people in the company since the beginning, more or less, since 10 years, 11 years, 12 years. And uh, we there, we talk, uh, with, uh, I propose, uh, they say, no, too much, I don't know. They don't and you listen. If I sometimes I listen, I follow what they say, sometimes I not agree, <laughs> we, I have to go, we have to go on this. Um, how many people do you have in the company now? Around 4,000, 4,500. Uh, so it's big, but it's not 20,000 no, people. No, you still big, can no, almost know them all. Not really, but... <laughs> yeah, it's quite hard. And, and finally, you went public, so meaning you floated your company on the Milan Stock Exchange yeah, it was in 2013. Yes. And the thing that is the most noticeable is that you call the whole experience emotions. Mm -hmm. can, we tell, can you tell yeah, me? Yeah, it was a very good day, you know, because uh, I think uh, take a small company in 2005, Five. And uh, then after, uh, let's say, eight years went public, you know, going public uh, was, uh, I think, something very good for the company, very good for the people that work in the company. And I remember the day was quite emotional. And uh, normally the CEO, you go public, go on the stage in Borsa Italiana, I normally speak about, you know, result, money. Bottom line. Yeah, bottom yeah. line, bottom line, the future. And my speech was emotion, you know, because I think it was a very strong emotion for, for me, for sure, but also for all my people. All the speech was based on emotion, and I think it was very... Emotional. Very, very emotional. It's a great note to end our discussion. Thank you very much. It was a great pleasure. Thank you. Uh, thanks for following. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you.